0: welcome to on texas football i'm bobby burton i'm flying solo today uh eric Naleen, who is normally here with us uh for the state of the program uh is traveling today uh so i have got uh, a little a few topics i want to hit uh that i think would be of interest to texas uh sports fans uh and uh, then we'll go from there uh essentially Uh, Yesterday, Steve Sarkeesian uh, met with uh, the media, uh, for uh, talked about a variety of topics, uh, but a couple I want to get to. Number one, uh, first and foremost, and I think maybe or or perhaps the most important piece of the team uh, is the quarterback battle right now. Uh, Sarkeesian uh, talked about the Saturday scrimmage, and while he uh, declined to, to name a winner, on Saturday's scrimmage between either Hudson Carter, Quinn Ewers, or the offense versus the defense, he did note that both quarterbacks completed more than 70% of their passes on Saturday with no turnovers. Um, It was interesting because then he immediately, this was on Tuesday, immediately compared that uh, to Tuesday afternoon, or Tuesday morning's practice, and said that the, that the, the defense did create some turnovers, and he thought that they had actually improved uh, learning some of the stuff uh, week over week, uh, as it relates to the quarterback in particular. Uh, Coach Sarkeesian also talked about Quinn Ewers uh, at one point in, in the uh, media volley, uh, so to speak. He said that Ewers is one of those rare guys that can create throws from different arm angles, uh, different touch. Uh, he's you know it, it really the 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 commentary came off of a question that was posed, you know, Quinn Ewers has a cannon. How do you make him into being a quarterback and, and kind of harnessing uh, that uh, ability as a quarterback in, in that cannon? Uh, Sarkeesian's take was really interesting to me. Uh, he basically said that that Ewers already is more of a passer than he is a thrower. He said it's. Uh, he felt like it was rare when Quinn really showed off the arm. He didn't, he, he, he thought as a coach that Quinn might show it off more than he does, uh, but really, he's already throwing uh, with different arm angles, with uh, different levels of touch, uh, and uh, to different spots on the field. And uh, I thought it was a, a rare insight from Sarkeesian uh, in that he already sees uh, not only Ewers uh, potentially keep taking care of the ball better, like he like he mentioned on Saturday in Saturday's scrimmage, as well as Card. Uh, he compared it to a year ago when uh, the scrimmages in the offense uh, had entirely too many turnovers uh, during the spring ball uh, that featured both uh, Hudson Card and Casey Thompson. Uh, but uh, he, he not only said that about Ewers that, that he and Carter both taking care of the ball better, uh, but also that he sees some things that are more instinctive and natural uh, to Ewers uh, than uh, he is normally or than he typically sees among most quarterbacks. Um, It sounds to me from listening to the interview that it's still a quarterback battle, though. Uh, There is no clear-cut winner right now. Uh, They're both uh, taking their turns and getting their shots in as as the QB won. Uh, And uh, Steve Sarkeesian seems uh, willing to let this go for as long as it needs to. And, you know, as an analyst, somebody that that, uh, follows the team for a living, I truly don't see the downfall in that. Uh, unless uh, one player was unequivocally uh, beating the other out uh, hand, you know, hands down. And it doesn't sound like that's what ha- what's happening, even if there is separation on a practice-by-practice basis. It's not a consistent separation, at least not as, at this point as we're into the fourth week uh, of spring ball. Uh, Sark also hit on the uh, other quarterbacks in the room, not just the the battle for one and two, but the battle for number three as well. Uh, He spent some time talking about Malik Murphy and and said that Malik has a lot of tools, uh, but uh, it's still early in his process. He he is looking for more, he said, from the other quarterbacks, and that includes Charles Wright, the only other scholarship quarterback, uh, Ben Ballard and Cole Lord, also uh, quarterbacking the Longhorns. Uh, moving on, uh, I wanted to talk about the the running back room uh, of of the things that I heard uh, yesterday. Uh, I think he was probably most glowing about uh, Bijan Ron- Robinson and the running back room. And he made an important and Coach Sarkisian, uh, I feel, made an important point. He said none of these guys are single faceted, so they're more versatile. Uh, one through five, he thinks they can run between the tackles, they can run outside and then catch the ball. All five of them, he said, so that he didn't just mention, he wasn't just talking about Bijan Robinson. Uh, He was also talking about Roshan Johnson, Jaden Blue, Jonathan Brooks, and Keelan Robinson. Uh, That, he said, allows him to game plan a little bit differently. Uh, He was asked directly if he had any particular plans uh, to uh, get Bijan more touches this season. And uh, Sark said, without giving away his game plan, that was his quote, uh, he, he does see ways to get Bijan um, more, more touches. Uh, he talked about the variety of matchups he can create because Bijan is so uh, versatile. He said he's a natural route runner, not only a, a natural pass catcher, which is uh, surprising. Also, he can, he can run. Uh, he's, he's got that speed as well as power, and he has a one-cut vertical acceleration. Uh, That is somewhat rare. So of all the spots that I heard him talk about yesterday, I would say running back was the most positive. I thought it was interesting hearing him, what he had to say about uh, Quinn Ewers on the offensive, uh, on the offensive side of the ball as well. I want to mention briefly uh, a little bit of a brouhaha uh, about uh, with uh, Moro Ojomo yesterday, uh, Sarkeesian uh, in after Moro's interview last week with uh, reporters, uh, was very frank and forthright. Uh, I thought it was one of the best interviews I've heard uh, a player give uh, in quite a while, honest and open. At the same time, uh, Moro did name a couple of names in that interview, and probably because of that, uh, Sarkeesian uh, wanted to make sure uh, things were cleaned up. Uh, personally, uh, I have no problem with what the coach said or with what Moro Ojomo said. And I think if anybody does, I think they're just, they're making, they're they're fooling themselves into that this is something, because there's absolutely nothing there. Furthermore, if you actually listen to it, Steve Sarkeesian didn't chastise uh, or diminish or demean Moro Jomo's right to speak. He said, basically, say it, just say it to the right people. Um, and so I, I feel like I really, I don't want to say it's a complete nothing, because Uh, It was made into something, but uh, Moro Ojomo spoke his mind and spoke freely last week, and I think it was a a positive overall about how uh, a good insight to what fans can appreciate. At the same time, Steve Sarkeesian has to look out for everybody on the team, including those not necessarily towing the line and or those that need to improve and or are approving. He said, and I like this quote, he said, mow your own lawn first. Make sure that's mowed first, and uh, not that Moro Ojomo does not. Uh, but, uh, that's gotta be in place before other things happen, uh, to, to contribute to that, uh, long story short, uh, more in good standing with the team, just probably won't be meeting with the media anytime soon, according to Steve Sarkeesian. And I do not think it was in any sort of big deal or lack of holding people accountable or whatever, uh, some people tried to make it into on Twitter, uh, and elsewhere, it really was a big nothing, uh. Next piece uh, that I thought uh, I like what what Coach Sarkeesian had to say uh, had to do with the secondary. Uh, Coach Sarkeesian uh, really looks at uh, he said he's looking uh, right now uh, at a variety of uh, defensive backfield pieces, uh, but he really talked about safety at length. Uh, he, he keeps mentioning Anthony Cook almost first, the first aim out of his mouth. And the reason he's doing that, he says, is because he's played a lot of football. He feels a confidence back there. He feels an understanding of what's going on. Uh, and uh, frankly, uh, he just feels like he's comfortable. Uh, the, the back uh, or the, the other piece of the safety play is a little bit different in that there is no incumbent or no returning true starter. He mentioned Keaton Crawford. Uh, that was the next name that he mentioned. And he says he looks better at safety than he does it ever did at corner to him. And he's lining up, he's covering tight ends and running backs instead of wide receivers. At the same time, he, he likes to be physical. Keaton likes to be physical, and so that seems to be a perfect fit for him. At the same time, he did not uh, do so much as name Keaton Crawford a, stoffer, a starter or anything like that. What I he also mentioned a couple of the guys. J D. Coffee he said he liked he liked his physicality. Uh, he thought that. BJ Allen and Larry Turner Gooden, uh, for their age, are showing some natural instincts. Uh, they're both true freshmen, obviously, that are, uh, are uh, mid year enrollees. And he said Maurice Blackwell may be the most natural tackler on the team, which is it's interesting. He's a former linebacker convert, converted to safety, uh, but he's still working on the deep field, handling the deep field responsibilities uh, of a safety. Uh, the one player he didn't mention that I thought was, was intriguing is Jaron Thompson. Now, Sark, uh, to his credit, said I may be forgetting someone, but at the same time, he didn't mention Jaron Thompson. Thompson, uh, many people penciled in as a potential starter at, or a likely starter at safety after seeing some time his first year, two years in Austin at the position. He has transferred almost full time, it seems, to the nickel uh, role at this point and is fighting Jade Barron for that starting role. Now, if Barron beats out uh, Thompson, which I expect Barron to be the starting nickel, if uh, that's the route he plans to go, what does that do to Thompson? Does that kick Thompson back uh, to safety in place of either Anthony Cook or Keaton Crawford or, or you know, something else? Or uh, does Jade Barron go over to corner? That, and then what what is the... the waterfall effect from that. So what happens if, if Jade Barron's a starter, then is Deshaun Jameson, a a three-year starter, not back, or is it uh, Ryan Watts who is, is still looking? Uh, And I don't know that, I don't know that we have the answers to that right now. I think that they're still trying to figure that out as a defensive staff. I did write in today on at at today at inside Texas, that one of the things that I, I am hearing, Uh, from inside uh, DKR, is that they are looking for their defensive secondary, uh, particularly those on the outside, to be better tacklers and and be more of a force in the run game. Uh, If that is the case uh, and and true, uh, like I believe it is, that could mean some other jockeying at at cornerback that we're not even aware of at this point. I I do hear Terrence Brooks, uh, the true freshman, mid-year enrollee, uh, from the uh, DFW area is coming on quite a bit. Will he take somebody else's place, or is he just uh, in that too deep? Uh, and, and that too deep discussion leads me to the next point that so, so Coach Sarkeesian made. He was asked specifically if he's just looking for the starting 22 and get get those guys solid out there. And it was made in the context, the question was was posed in the context also of how many uh, scholarships he had available left for the portal um, at the same time. And so uh, while Steve Sarkeesian was in, uh, decidedly non-committal on portal numbers, like he did not say one, two, three, ten, 10. He didn't give anybody any number or any inkling. He just said, we have a pretty good idea. That's a quote. We have a pretty good idea of what we want. Um, but what will, it, what will that ultimately mean? Excuse me stepping over my own words there. Um, there's, there's no clear way to say this uh, other than Texas is taking it as it comes. Uh, we've mentioned Texas is interested in the Darius Mims, the offensive lineman out of Georgia. It was one of the top 25 recruits in the country last year. Uh, A Jai Hall, the wide receiver out of Alabama, uh, that uh, was one of the top receivers in the country last year. Those are all one-off, type deals right now. They're not planned uh, offers or planned guys that Texas thought they were going to get in on, but they're so good maybe that you have to take a look. And that's kind of what Sark is talking about when he mentioned this next piece. And that's that he's not just looking for 22 players. He's really looking for 22 on each side of the ball. So he's looking for not just one deep, but two deep. He mentioned this again, and and he said it about a month ago, he didn't realize how much j- losing Jacoby Jones at the time hurt his team's run defense. He said the same uh, about Denzel Okafor uh, in the run game as an offensive lineman and how much that affected them. And then furthermore, uh, Jordan Whittington and losing him uh, for part of the season as a receiver. Uh, that's, that's his issue right now. Is he's noticed, he noticed just how much that drop affected the Longhorns' outcomes last season. And so his goal isn't to just try to find the first 11 right now. It's to find the first 22 and build depth. And I don't think any of us uh, would disagree with that Um, and and really um, put it out there. I I feel like it's a a smart thing uh, to build depth through the transfer portal, uh, through recruiting. One of the things I continue to see in recruiting right now is they, they are, and we talked about this last year, they're not taking that step down. If they think that you're a guy that can help them, they will offer you, but they're not willing to stretch for offers. Um, at the same time, recruiting is still, it feels like it's still going at, at the pace that they've uh, made it go at, which is a, a deliberate one. Uh, the Aggies picked up a big commitment, uh, two commitments this week that Texas had offered, uh, Bravion Rogers out of LaGrange, uh, Texas had a shot there, uh, but the Aggies continue their momentum. Tyler White, the punter uh, out of South Lake Carroll, is committed to Texas A&M as well. He had an offer from Texas uh, and contemplated that Aggies going to give him a shot to play baseball too. So I don't think Texas had really uh, spoken to him about that. Uh, his Tyler White's brother, I believe, is going to Arkansas on a base, baseball scholarship, and and uh, Tyler uh, himself is a pretty good player. Um, but I, I say all of that because. Recruiting matters in this as you build depth, the portal matters, uh, and that's how Texas is approaching it uh, at this time. Uh, Last thing I want to touch on probably for today, uh, and it's something that um, Harrison Chu uh, has done a couple of videos on now. One was the wide receivers uh, coach, and the other was the running backs coach. Uh, Wide receivers being held are manned by uh, Brennan Marion and uh, uh, the uh, running backs by Tashard Choice. Uh, Coach Sark was was pretty clear. He he really stepped out there with uh, to Shard Choice. Said he brings energy every single day, on every single topic. Uh, he is one of those guys that uh, he he just really hasn't seen uh, a guy that that is as as geared up to go. He said the running backs are finishing runs quote like I've never seen before like I haven't seen before. And uh, you know that that not only speaks to Coach Choice. I also again, I, I relay that back to something we said er, that I mentioned earlier as it relates to the running back room as a whole. Uh, the room as a whole is adults. Or the, they're led by adults. Uh, Bajan Robinson and Roshan Johnson are adults period. Uh, they are leaning in apparently to what Tashard choice is saying and doing and, and that only gives that's only going to build that room for the future. that's only going to make Jonathan Brooks better, Keelan Robinson better, Um, Jaden Blue better. Uh, So uh, I would, uh, I I think that was a a big hire. The other one was uh, Brennan Marion. And uh, what he mentioned about Brennan Marion, the first word out of his mouth was actually he's a technician. Uh, That was something that he felt was very interesting. Uh, He says, when they get on the grass, he's teaching from the very first minute. Uh, and really goes through the whole thing. And he also feels like he's good at – he th- also feels like Brendan Marion is good at building, com- building camaraderie uh, within that group. Sark also saying, uh, in, you know, something that I, we pointed to at the time, and I'm not sure that Sark admitted to, uh, but part of the, what he wanted to do and accomplish with those two hires this offseason was getting not necessarily younger, but younger energy in the, in the coaching staff. Uh, and both of those guys, uh, young ish coaches, uh, on that, uh, have, uh, they, they certainly played the part all both of them have, have seen time, uh, at the highest level of football and, and have been coaches for a number of years. But, uh, whenever you get that young enthusiasm, I, I don't even want to say young, just enthusiasm. Uh, it can permeate through other aspects of the, of the, of the team, as well as that position room, uh, because it, at the end of the day, you are trying to connect with teenagers and teenagers often are drawn to enthusiasm, not necessarily, uh, you know, dry, um, uh, coaching or teaching. Um, you know, overall, I think it's, I think Texas is going into, uh, this is the fourth week, uh, the quarterback battle sounds to me, uh, like it's going kind of as planned. Uh, Quinn Ewers is showing, uh, glimpses if not a little bit more sustained glimpses than maybe some had anticipated this early. At the same time, Hudson Card is not being a pushover. Uh, he's not you know, making this a layup by any stretch. That's what you want uh, to see. To Sark's point, you want to see 70-plus percent completion rate as well as some big plays, which uh, uh, Sark was really happy about on Saturday. Uh, overall, though, there, there are still some issues on, on the team. Sark said he couldn't. He didn't feel like the team could run the ball they wanted to on Saturday, uh, and that's a problem. They had one big run all day on Saturday, and that came near the end of scrimmage. He feels like his offensive line uh, could probably get better uh, at doing that, uh, simply because he's not. It's not like he's not scheming it uh, to take advantage of that. At the same time, he feels like the defense needs to push more uh, on on uh, creating turnovers. That's one of the reasons why. Uh, he was happy about Tuesday's practice performance. Um, all in all, uh, things going as planned at quarterback, at wide receiver, Isaiah Nayor has uh, at least recently uh, been running with the ones over Marcus Washington. Not something we didn't expect three weeks ago, but remember, Isaiah Nayor started off, I believe, third or fourth string. Uh, so he's there. Jatavian Sanders is the number one tight end at, at this point, although Gunnar Helm and Jaleel Billingsley are also playing a role. Uh, Hayden Connor has stepped in at right guard as we expected at the outset of spring. Uh, So the offensive line is kind of how we thought it would be heading into spring on the defensive side of the ball. uh, Really there's been no changes up front other than tweaking of a defensive front. Uh, We've chronicled that here over the last couple of weeks, they're going with more three down fronts that use utilize more defensive tackles across the board. Uh, Baron Sorrell at defensive end has been a pleasant surprise but may not be all the way there yet uh, to being an every down player uh, for Texas. And then, furthermore, on defense, uh, Jalen Ford and Demarvin and Overshone continue to be the starters, uh, with uh, uh, David Benda uh, most likely being the very next backup there. Uh, additionally, we went over the secondary just now. Uh, I don't know what the secondary or what the secondary eventually will look like, but it sounds like Texas is really trying. Uh, to get more speed on the field, uh, and I think they need to, and, and I think that's probably a good thing. Uh, that's that's the report uh, of what I'm hearing right now on the 40 acres, what Steve Sarkeesian uh, said yesterday in his press conference. I, I, am sh- I will be back tomorrow. Program- pro- programming note, I'll be back tomorrow with Ian Boyd. We're going to talk some X's and O's. Uh, I think we're going to talk a little bit about the quarterback position as well as uh, some other spots on the field, uh, and uh, what what really we think uh, Coach Stark might be up to on offense uh, this offseason. Uh, so thanks for listening to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, and we appreciate it. Bye-bye.